Hi, everybody. This is Scott McLeod with another episode of the Coronavirus Chronicles. I am here with Nancy Flynn, principal of Highland Park Elementary in St. Paul, Minnesota. Nancy, thanks for being with us today. Tell us a little bit about the school, the students and families that you serve, and sort of the general instructional approach of Highland Park. Okay, Highland Park Elementary is an IBPYP school. It's a primary years program. Uh, it is a pre-K through grade five. We have 420 students. Um, our demographics look like they, we are 55% black, 24% white, 10% Hispanic, 10% Asian, and 1% Native American. We're about 67% free and reduced lunch, and we're close to 40% ELL. Okay, cool. Um, all right, so pandemic hits, you have to go to remote learning. What's that look like? Well, we are a one-to-one -one school with iPads. So every single child has their own iPad that they have in the classroom with them. We don't have the, the iPads don't go home. So we have, let me, I have to back up about this, this, COVID, this COVID for just a second. We had a teacher strike the week before. So our kids last day was March 9th. Okay, so the, the teachers are out on strike and all of a sudden this COVID is hitting and the governor is going to be closing schools. So all of a sudden they have to resolve this strike. Okay, so they come back on Friday at one o'clock. All right. And then that Sunday, that next day, the governor comes on and shuts school down starting Monday. Yeah. Well, it's actually Wednesday, but they were giving us um, two days to have kids. We decided not to. And then that way they were going to give us the week to figure out how to get all of the technology into the hands of the students. Okay, so that was going to be up to us to figure out how to safely do this. Well, we are a very systems oriented school and I have very systems oriented thinkers. And we honestly had an amazing plan and it worked beautifully. And we got 416 of them into the hands of students. We only had to have four that we had to have figure out how to get there. Um, so we did a really good job in that respect within, you know, by the end of the week, we had all of our iPads were in the hands of kids. Now we also had to deal with whether or not they had uh, internet connectivity. If they didn't, we had to, we had to get uh, hotspots for them. So we had to determine with these families. And again, a lot of our, our families don't speak English mm -hmm. as their first language. So explaining to them how we needed to get a hotspot if they didn't have, um, the internet and all of that. We, we were pretty successful with that as well. Um, so, you know, once we did that, we had a week to get what they were giving us a week to do the planning. So we had tutorials and we had, um, you know, Schoology classes on how to do instructional technology using Seesaw mm -hmm. and Schoology. Okay. So grades K through they, they wanted K, K through or pre-K through two to use Seesaw and three through five to use um, Schoology. Our grade three had already been using Seesaw, so we decided to just use Seesaw through grade three sure. and four and five use Schoology. Okay. Uh, so they were given that week. And then the next week just happened to be our spring break. Mm -hmm. So we had another week in there to kind of prepare. And since nobody was traveling anywhere, I think a lot of people used that, that sure. week to, to get ready to roll. So we rolled out on, on, on um, April 6th, which was almost a, a month since our kids had been in school, given the strike. 
okay um we we did uh, at first we did totally asynchronous learning mm -hmm. okay so everything was 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 put on those platforms in an asynchronous manner meaning that the kids could do this anytime so we would make sure it was on there by about eight o'clock in the morning and then they had all day to do their assignments. so we didn't actually like take attendance until the next day at nine o'clock so that if the kids did their work at eight o'clock in the evening when their parents could help them or whatever it didn't matter we we had a lot of problems in the beginning getting kids on sure. they you know the, the internet wasn't working correctly they didn't understand how to use the hotspot you know their their ipad locked up they you know couldn't <laughs> remember their password couldn't get you know every 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 snafu you can possibly have was in the first couple of weeks so we did a lot with our interpreters getting kids you know and their families you know getting them logged on into seesaw and into schoology and most of our i mean most of the the i'm going to sort of close problems that we had were not so much get on the teacher and getting them getting onto the platform and getting the lessons it was getting the kids on right um so we did a lot with we we called them i mean i i was out going to kids house why you know what is the problem why can't you get on let me help you you know and i bring food you know you bring whatever um because a lot of them were really scared when i came by they were like because they weren't on they were like thinking that you know <laughs> trouble for attendance or whatever but no i was there to just help them the principal has come by <laughs> figure out you know I, I came by with a couple of people so it wasn't just me but you know um so once we were really able to get them on we saw a lot more success i you know at the beginning when i looked at attendance it was it was fairly low for like the first three weeks but after that it started really picking up and by the la i looked at that the last like um six or so weeks of attendance actually and it looked like we had about 84 percent mm -hmm. attendance where kids let uh miss fewer than 15 days okay. and that's a lot because we don't even let them lose you know miss seven days but you know there are just so many circumstances with um parents and households and and what they were doing right so um so nancy let me ask you this question because you have a pretty high population of ell students so how has how have you navigated those language needs from a distance with interpreters we have a really great interpreter and i've used actually also families who speak certain language to help and call i've had so that that's been the the one way we've been able to do it is through interpreters um we don't most of our children are are fluent in english okay it's a lot of it is more of the parents yep. and so when they had the technical problems it was really difficult because the parents couldn't help their children with it Got so it. that's where a lot of the um the interpreters were needed okay gotcha so what is the primary years program you know ib standard look like remotely <laughs> You know, that's a really good question. We were still trying to do a lot with inquiry and being inquiry based. And it actually, I think in one respect, it was even better because we allowed more pathways for responses. Like we allowed them to have like they could type in their answers, they could write their answers in, they could, you know, using 
right. whatever the pet or whatever, they could you do videos mm -hmm. and respond by via video. They could also, if they really wanted to use paper and pencil, they could they could do that. They could take a photo and then they could they could Perfect. post. Right. So in that respect, it was actually more of um, a, a PYP philosophy because mm -hmm. um, I don't think we, we don't do as, as much of that here at school as we did. We allowed so many different kinds of, of responses and, and different ways to respond and is really is very interesting in that respect. Right. So Nancy, what are some of those other things that you think probably emerged this spring that you'll, you want to carry into next oh, year? Oh, I could go on for a while, but <laughs> the number one thing that I noticed is I was watching a video because I still had to do my, uh, my evaluations. So I did them like this and they would show me the lesson and walk me through. Okay. And I was watching the, um, one of my fifth grade teachers do a math lesson and he was, he was doing he was a whole video on how to plot points on a on a mm -hmm. on an axis what you know the x and y axis and ordered pairs and and he was doing this very you know step by step and drawing it out and i sudden my light went on I'm like why aren't we doing this with every single lesson right. and then archiving these in right. and ordering them in schoology because i teach math and i teach concept math yeah and all of a sudden I'm like, I could take every one of my concepts that I do and they can, they would have them at their disposal for any time if they're absent or they can't remember or they need a refresher. I was like, oh, this is amazing. This is, we're bringing this back. Right. Okay, so that was what the first thing. Sure. Um, the second thing that really amazed me, I was talking to another teacher, I was doing a, um, another probationary um, evaluation. She said, you know, one of the things that really amazed me was that when I would put something, you know, a lesson out there and I would get 20 comments back about one thing, I would say, wow, I really didn't put that out really clearly. Okay. You know, so you see how many didn't get it. If you're in a classroom and one person raises their hand and asks a question and you answer it, you say, oh, that one person didn't get it. Right. You don't realize that maybe 19 others, you just answered it for them as well. Right. So you don't, you don't really realize how, how, you know, what, how clear something is. That, that, that was really eye-opening, mm -hmm. is that how many students maybe really don't understand it when you're doing it in the classroom. Right. So that was, a, that was another thing. Um, and just the idea that kids can go back and add when they've learned something new, um, revise, um, and just just go to, to go back and review. There is so much like we're going to do so much more. I'll just say more with Schoology, especially Seesaw is not as well organized. I don't know if you're you're probably or, um, know what the differences between the two. I mean, Schoology is very organized, right? And you, Seesaw is not. And when you archive things on Seesaw, like I've had to go through, and I'm like, oh my gosh, I got to find something, and it's it's not that easy to do. Hold on. Right. Um. So 
I want to do more with Schoology, even as a principal. My, all of my meetings, archive them. All of the minutes, all of the, you know, everything that we do. We're going to do a lot more with that platform. And I just think that as, as students and staff, we were finding things. I mean, when I was looking at this math, this, this math one, he was like, he was showing me how he puts in a, um, you know, problems for them to solve. And then he's got the answers. And I said to him, I was like, Jordan, how do you know that, oh my goodness, <laughs> um, that they know what they're, you know, they're, they're not looking at the answers first. He goes, well, I realized I could turn that on only when they have an answer. I'm like, oh. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> This is like, we were finding out things right and left about what we can do to truly enhance instruction. And we are going to bring all of that back and merge it with best practice here because there's a lot of best practices there that, um, that we just never would have stumbled on if we didn't have this pandemic. I mean, this has honestly put us light years ahead of where we used to be. Yeah, I think I'm hearing that from a lot of schools, right? Particularly on the technology integration front is that, mm -hmm. you know, we have made major leaps, right? Or as I think you told me before we started recording, it's been sort of a kick in the pants for us yeah. um, to get us going. So Nancy, as you think about your leadership team and some decisions you've made over the last couple of months, what are some things that seem to have worked really well? Um, you know, I think that making sure, the only, the real big decisions that we made as a team really with this was that we would keep Schoology with K through, pre-K through three. As, as, I mean, I'm sorry, Seesaw and then Schoology only be four and five. Um, you know, we haven't, we, we made a lot of the decisions before it mm -hmm. started. We've, we've we had a lot of Zoom meetings. We've talked a lot. We've had a lot of staff meetings. We've talked a lot about, um, you know, so many of the, of, of what we've learned and what we realize is we need to bring it all back and we really need to when we're in the fall when we're we're fresh again and we need to bring all of that back together so um i wouldn't say that you know the team really we, we made a lot of decisions on the front end mm -hmm. before it all before we were dispersed and other than that i think that you know just more of the of of talking to teachers either one on one or um, in in groups of just learning you know just really talking about what we've learned what works and what has not been working and and the biggest concern I have is the gap that the gaps are going to widen. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask. Sort of, what are you thinking about as you head into fall here? Um, number one, the gaps. The why number two is how do we bring kids back to a, you know, say we came back for a seven hour day. How do we bring kids back to a seven hour day on a schedule? Right. That's, th that is um, one of my biggest concerns because I just don't know. We're going to have to do a lot of work with figuring out how to schedule that because it's going to be very, very different for kids. Remember, they'll be out of school for six months right. for us for, you know, by the time they come back and, you know, just, being able to get them focused back to a seven hour day is going to be very difficult. Even, even, even adults. Yeah. You know? 
<laughs> you know, we, we moved from asynchronous to some sort of synchronous learning as we got more into the Google Meet. I mean, I, I met with kids in my, in my PYP exhibition group, you know, every other day. And, and so we, we got very used to doing that as well. Um, but yeah, that, that's probably my biggest, my biggest concern because we've, we've really, we changed our instructional delivery so completely that I don't think we can bring it back to what we knew before. Right, absolutely. So Nancy, we're kind of at the end of our time here. Anything else you want to share? Something that maybe we didn't talk about? Or well, it, um, I'm just, I think that pretty much, we talked about pretty much everything. The only other thing as I wanted to say is, you know, having a, a degree in instructional educational technology, last year after watching what they were, uh, teachers were doing with the iPads, I actually put the kibosh on it because all they were using it was for let, let me figure out a way to preoccupy these kids on some busy work on some little app where little numbers jump up and down and they have to catch them and i was just like this is not instructional technology and if you're going to use it for instructional technology please open up your lesson plan and let me see how you purposely planned for using the ipad well Nobody did, so guess what? There was very little use. <laughs> right. So now, they know what I was talking about. Right, right. And I was talking about using this as instructional purposes. Right. They did, nobody understood what instructional purposes were with the iPad. They thought it meant jumping around, catching these little things with the multiplication effects, you know? And so finally, finally, we know what it means. Yeah. And so, I'm really happy about that. I, I'm not happy about how this what this whole thing put us into, but the fact that we have jumped into the 21st century now with understanding instructional technology and purposeful planning for it is huge. Awesome. Nancy, thanks so much for your time today. You just, you just wrapped up your school year, so it's been great to uh, have you just a couple of days later. Thank you so much. Well, thank you, Scott. And can I send you my article? Yeah, I'd love to see it. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> I've already talked about it, but I'd like to send it to you. Right. Of course. Right. Yep. Thanks and, so that's, much. and that's on the recording, so now it's official. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Thanks, Nancy. Thank you, Scott. Great to see you.